Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. You and I have been lucky enough to meet a few celebrities over the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, who could forget the time Countess Luann came into our studio? I, I'm still, like, shaking, even though it was years <laughs> ago. <laughs> it truly was life-changing. The thing is, though, after the most recent season of Living by Celebrity Self-Help Books, I wish we could go back in time and ask all of those celebrities we've met for advice. Well, Kristen, you know, we may have missed our chance, but there is someone who is a friend of the show who didn't miss that opportunity. It's Gretchen Rubin. She has sat down with so many celebrities over the years and asked them for their advice. And uh, luck would have it, she's joining us today to share what she has learned. Woohoo! Yes, I can hardly wait because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Gretchen Rubin, host of the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. And this is By the Book. Ah, 
That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book bonus episode, our Between Seasons treat for your ears. Every other week between now and season nine, we'll be releasing a new bonus episode every other week. And today, we are joined by the one and only Gretchen Rubin. Along with her sister, Liz Craft, Gretchen hosts the podcast Happier with Gretchen Rubin. She's also the author of so many fantastic best-selling books, including The Happiness Project, The Four Tendencies, Outer Order, Inner Calm, Happier at Home. All right, and and quit listing books. We got to just welcome (laughs) her back. (laughs) But it is notable. We also have to mention here, Gretchen has also written biographies of famous Mm. people. So she is just the right person to talk with today. (laughs) Very true. I'm so happy to be talking to you guys. It's great to be back. It's so fun to talk to the By the Book team. We've missed you. It's been too long. All right, Gretchen, you have had lots of celebrities on your podcast over the years, and we know you've asked them all to share what they do to be happier. So can you walk us through some of those celebrities and what they told you, Um, possibly beginning with the woman who exudes sunshine and, dare I say, daisies, uh, Miss Drew Barrymore. (laughs) Yes, it was so fun to have Drew Barrymore on the show. She wrote a really interesting memoir called Wildflower. Mm. So it was great to have her on. And, you know, we always ask our guests if they have a try this at home suggestion, something small and manageable that people can do as part of their ordinary days. And she says that she writes in a journal to her daughters every day. And she also suggests writing letters to your children on important days and maybe, you know, the occasional ordinary day. You keep them in a box. And then when your children turn 18, give them the box with all of these letters that have been written over the years. And I thought that that was a really great idea. It would really be this wonderful keepsake. And, um, you know, because they were written at the time there'd be kind of an immediacy to them that even if you sat down and wrote kind of a loving letter at 18, it would be different. So I thought that was a really, a really cool idea for um, like as a parent. I love that. Love that. What, one thing I used to love doing when I was a little kid was looking through my mother's baby book. So the first year of my mother's life, my Nana kept um, a keepsake book with, you know, her first lock of hair that got trimmed off and uh, the first word she said and little moments like that. But then after that first year, nothing. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people just, you know, life gets busy and you stop after the first year. But I love that Drew Barrymore does that. That's beautiful. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Like it's it's like the journal keeping, you start out strong and then it, you kind of uh, right. drift up. I mean, I do have like a little box full of teeth in my drawer and I'm like, this is kind of creepy and gross and weird. <laughs> I have one too. The little teeth, you know? So um, yeah, keepsakes, uh, there's something a lot more elegant um, about a letter <laughs> than, than some old teeth. That's so funny. My mother was just visiting and she was making me look through the baby book she kept uh, for me. And there is a letter that she wrote about like, you know, the hit show is Dynasty, like blah, 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 (laughs) making this blanket. And I'm now imagining what if I had one of those for every milestone? That would be awesome because it is so sweet. You can tell she's so young and like, oh, it was really precious. So like now I'm just very jealous of Drew Barrymore's kids. Yeah, that was a really that was a really like solid suggestion. Oh, that's a that's a really good one. Now, 
there's another celebrity you've had on the show that Jolenta and I are both really big fans of mm. because Jolenta mm-hmm. and I both love medical and legal procedurals and one of the mm. queens of both of those genres, mm-hmm. Juliana Margulies. And she was on yeah. your show pretty recently, right? Yeah. Ugh, I love yeah. her so she much. And been- don't forget she was on Sopranos. Of course. Wait, who did she play on Sopranos? She was there towards the end as one of Tony's sort of serious uh, yes. affairs. Yes, I forgot. I think, was about she like that. a real estate yeah. agent or something? Maybe yeah. I can't quite remember. I digress, yeah. but that's one yeah. I always yeah. forget too. When I'm always remembering how awesome she is, and then I remember that, and I'm like, oh, she's extra awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, she she had a great one for like when you're feeling overwhelmed. So she said, separate yourself from the situation, like maybe go into the bathroom and shut the door. Um, take deep breaths and remind yourself, this is just a moment. This is not mm. the rest of my life. And so to kind of pull yourself out and just remind yourself that like whatever you're feeling right now, however intense it is, it's just like happening right now. And I thought, again, that was very, very solid advice. She described it. I mean, she seems like somebody who, who kind of has to, has to manage, you know, feeling overwhelmed. She has very high expectations for herself and, you know, so. Wow. I, what I like about that is the actual change of location too. Like, yes. right. I'm not just going to sit here where I am. I'm going to go into a different yes. room and close the door because, you know, yes. I, I have definitely struggled with that before, too, where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I screwed up. This is the worst thing ever. I just want to bury myself in the ground. You know, what is that person thinking of me? And, you know, I I have even on By the Book, we've done episodes where I've said, you know, I just had to tell myself I'm not going to feel this way in 24 hours. I'm not going to feel like this in 24 hours. But the actual change of location, I feel like I need to do that, too. I need to actually move myself to a change of scenery and look around while I do that because just sitting wallowing still on the couch is not going to necessarily help kick that feeling in as much as change the room I'm in. I think a challenge is to remember to do it. Like a lot of, it's just like count to 10. It's like, if I could remember to do it, I'd be in much better shape. And the, and the challenge is to remember like, hey, go to the bathroom, splash some cold water on your face, and like take a deep breath. You know, it's just so hard to remember that when you're in that overwhelmed state. So I think any kind of reminder is helpful. Totally. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think I just pay my therapist to tell me to like take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Schedule it, put it in the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. And every Wednesday, take a breath. Um, oh, I want to get to one of my like all time favorite performers, perhaps, um, who you interviewed on Happier. Leslie Jordan, uh, an actor who's been on Will and Grace, American Horror Story, um, Call Me Cat, love him. Uh, You, Liz, and Leslie. Also, I highly recommend listening to this interview because you, Liz, and Leslie were laughing so hard through the whole thing. (laughs) Like, such a joy. Such a joy. Um, What was some of the wisdom that Leslie gave during that conversation? Well, it's funny because you're right. He's just this most delightful character. Like the minute you start talking to him, you just feel this incredible lift. And in fact, later I said to Elizabeth, we should really study him, you know, like 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 a fish under a microscope to try to understand, like, how is it that he is just able to communicate, you know, such such mm. a like a vibrant atmosphere? Just just looking at him, just talking to him for a second. Even this just is why his Instagram, his Instagram videos. Exactly. Oh, oh, his, his Instagram feed just is blown up after, you know, during the pandemic and, you know, millions of people, because you just watch him for 30 seconds and you have this huge smile on your face. There's just, he's just brilliant. 
But it's funny because given that, given that he just seems to have this kind of like almost uncanny gift, his his suggestion was so practical and so familiar. I was like, oh, I, I didn't see. I thought you'd come up with something really quirky. He said, <laughs> make a list. He's like, I live by my list. I have to have a list. Make a list. And I was, and you know, you see how, how like productive he's being, like he's mm-hmm, having mm-hmm. his moment and he is like, he's, he's, he's doing it. everything he can, he's on it. Um, and so I just thought that was a funny juxtaposition because I thought I, I, I was expecting something really, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but like, this is one that <laughs> I live by myself, like all the time. Um, and I think it's just helpful to be reminded, you know, it's, it's familiar. It's you've been doing it your whole life, but it works. Right. Make a list. Yeah. You've got to pack, make a packing list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even someone who seems so like free and effortless yes. and in yes. the moment, like yes. still yes. relies on that list. Like yes. just as much as someone who you'd think of as like a list person. But see, maybe that's why it surprised me. Exactly. Right. I think you put your finger right on it. He seems so kind of like spontaneous. You wouldn't think of he'd been, been like, you know, locking things down. So that's right. I think that is why it's surprising. Uh, but maybe yeah. that's how he is able to be so spontaneous yes. and so free. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, he's not wound up and worried about like, oh, yes. is there something I'm losing track of? Am I supposed to be doing something else now? What's uh, going on? Because he, knows right, he doesn't have to worry list. about that because he's got that list all the time. So right. or my passport expired and now I <laughs> yes. can't go on that trip or whatever. No, one of my, Afri- you know, you guys know I'm making up aphorisms all the time. And one of my aphorisms is plan ahead to be spontaneous. Mm. Oh, yes. And that's, I think this is a perfect example of that. I didn't really understand that as he was saying it, but I think you're exactly right. Yes. That's yes, like, yes, it's yes. like a saying we had in acting school where we, where we would always say, like, you're able to find much more freedom within structure. Yes. Which yes. is a yes. similar it's vibe. It. It's the limerick. It's the, yes. the sitcom format. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or even just, you know, not to sound too meta, the formats of your show or our show, Gretchen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once we have that format in place, we can do anything we want within that. Anything no, we want. It, well, side note, I was trying to explain this to someone who was launching a podcast. I was like, structure will actually give you freedom. Yes. It will unleash your creativity. Mm-hmm. It will make it easier to come up with ideas. And she's like, no, I just want to like feel it out every time. And I was like, well, good luck with that. Because that's <laughs> right. a hard, that's a hard way it's to a, be creative. That's a tough you, model. It's yeah, a it's lot a harder. Tough, it's a lot harder. And I think until people get in there, they maybe don't under, it feels like it's a contradiction or a paradox, but once you're creating, um, you realize how much thought provoking ideas come from structure. Yes. Yes. Totally. Now we'd be remiss, Gretchen, Mm. not to mention that you've sat down with one of the biggest celebrities on the entire planet. Somebody we love here. (laughs) Oprah Winfrey. Yes. (laughs) And what happiness wisdom from Oprah really stands out in your memory? I mean, she has so much wisdom to share. Yeah. Is there anything in particular that she shared with you that's really jumped out at you? Okay. Now, when I did my interview with Oprah Winfrey, truly, it was such an out-of-body experience that, like, my short-term memory did not function, <laughs> and I got out of there. My sister was with me, like, waiting in Video Village or whatever. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> she kind of <laughs> described it to me. And I'm like, okay, I re- now I remember that. But I like, I just, it was like my brain couldn't handle it. So what did she say? I don't know. <laughs> but there is something that she's often quoted saying. And it's funny because she's quoting someone else. So it's kind of like a you get two for one because I think Oprah Winfrey is the one who's made it so pervasive and powerful. But she's actually quoting Maya Angelou saying, when people show you who they are, 
believe them the first time. And yes, I cannot tell yes. you how many times mm-hmm. my mother has said this to me. Right. I've said this to somebody else. If you see it on a t-shirt, like it's such a powerful statement because it's true. And we've all learned this the hard way when we want to, you know, he's just not that into you, you know, I mean, or whatever <laughs> it is, or, um, you know, you get a really weird, somebody says something really weird in a job interview and you're like, well, everybody has their strange moments. And you're like, mm, do they? Um, mm. If somebody's 15 minutes late to a job interview, like, is that a one time, any, whatever it is, I, I, I think. So that's something that I, I most often find myself quoting Oprah Winfrey saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always loved that one too. And I'm somebody mm-hmm. who, full disclosure, is not super good at reading people. And I think Me neither. That, yeah, Some and people I think that have like one, a superpower. <laughs> yeah, Jolenta, I think is fantastic at reading people. Mm. And yeah, yes, you are. I'm okay, Jolenta. I'm okay. Like I know my mom, <laughs> but like I get, I get by. Yeah, she's really good. Like Jolenta can see, you know, um, things that I can't see necessarily. And I think part of it's just, you know, I'm not as good at observing what Oprah and Maya Angelou are talking about when people show you who they are. I can't mm-hmm. always see what they're showing me and Jolenta can always see it. So Jolenta, yeah. you're just you're doing it right, Jolenta. I don't know. Sometimes I worry. I'm a pessimist, but <laughs> but I have my husband is like this. He has like dog sense. Like he'll meet people and he'll be like and he'll be like, no, 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 no. And 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 I'll be like, why how where are you getting that from? Like stay open to people. Like and he's always right. I do think some people are just able, they just perceive at a different level. And so maybe Kristen, for someone like you and me, like we have to remind ourselves to like, you know, try to be on the lookout since we don't naturally tend that way. Yeah. And yeah. to just not make excuses when you do notice something. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think that's And I'm not saying you do things. either of you, but I'm just saying in general, that's something I like <laughs> I definitely have to remember too. Where it's like you can only keep making excuses so long before it's like that's just what they are. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. All right. Well, we're going to ponder that for a moment. Take a quick break, but stay with us for more of the great Gretchen Rubin. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we are back with Gretchen Rubin. 
author of The Happiness Project and Happier at Home and a bunch of other books. Um, And we're talking about, you guessed it, happiness. And um, also the advice that she has gleaned from celebrities because she has talked to a bunch of them. Yes. But Gretchen, you haven't just talked to celebrities. You also are a voracious reader. And we are curious, what are some of the celebrity biographies or self-help books that have helped you on your happiness journey or given you a different perspective on happiness? You know, there's so many and often like you'll find some funny insight you know, in, in an unexpected place, because I do lo- love a celebrity memoir. My sister, Elizabeth, who's my, the, as you said, my she's the co-host of the Happier Podcast with me. She loves a celebrity memoir, so I often read ones after she does. But I think the thing that I find myself, that kind of struck me most deeply was something that Bob Dylan wrote in Chronicles, which is like mm. such a strange, brilliant memoir. Like I cannot recommend it highly enough just as like a piece of literature. Cause I, I have to say, I don't even, I'm not a much of a music person. So I didn't read it because I'm such a Bob Dylan fan. I just read it cause it was supposed to be a really great memoir. And this is what he wrote about happiness. He wrote, I looked at the menu. Then I looked at my wife. The one thing about her that I always loved was that she was never one of those people who thinks that someone else is the answer to their happiness, me or anybody else. She's always had her own built-in happiness. And I just thought that was really a profound observation. And I, that's something that I think about myself. It's like, I, I, you know, of course, other people matter to my happiness. That's just, that's part of the human condition. And I wouldn't wish that that weren't the case. But I also want to have my own built-in happiness Mm -hmm. and not be dependent on other people for happiness. And what you find or what I have found is that, you know, you can't make other people happy and other people can't make you happy. You kind of have to have your own happiness. Yeah, I got to say, I... I find people like Bob Dylan's wife, the way he describes his wife, mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's easy for me to gravitate toward people like that. There's something mm-hmm. beautiful. There's something so beautiful. I feel like you're like that, that Kristen. Oh, yeah, Chris, I do too. It. Right? Oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Oh, you guys. Yeah, Gretchen's worked so with flattering. Kristen. She Thanks. knows. Yeah. I've worked with Kristen for years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <I> totally. Know. <laughs> she knows. You're one of the, to me, like, if I were listing like some of the like, like the happy people, like you're on that list in my life at least. Oh, that is really sweet. Yeah, and and uh, as you said, Gretchen, um, that's really interesting as somebody married to Bob Dylan too because we, yes. we sometimes see the exterior of Bob Dylan or the image that he's put out there and he's like, oh, I'm kind of gruff and I'm kind of yeah. – mm-hmm. you know, I'm a moody artist or whatever it is. But, um, but I love that that's what he was drawn to. Totally. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting, one of the things I found is like one of the best ways to make yourself happy is to make other people happy. And that's one of the nicest things about human nature. But one of the best ways to make other people happy is to be happy yourself. Mm. I mean, you really do kind of uh, feel this lift when you're around happy people. And you could imagine that maybe that's why he was attracted to her because she had this built in happiness. Totally. You just read a great quote. So that brings us straight to our next question, which is, you are a lifelong collector of quotations, I believe. Yes. And yes. so do you have any favorite quotes from celebrities that you wanted, that you could share with us that could maybe help us find, find some more happiness, give us some good advice? Well, this one I just think is hilarious, and it's very fitting because it comes from somebody who's very funny, which is Mark Duplass. You know, he's he's one of the Duplass <laughs> yes, brothers, yes. and they've like they create everything, and I mean they're just both so brilliant. Um, so he was he was talking, 
he was talking about the value of meditation. And he said, and a failed meditation is often a successful nap. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 what yes. Win win. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It's like either way, like there's the like nothing to be nothing to be lost. Um, so I thought that, that was I thought that was a really funny observation. That he That's made. a great one. Yeah. I, I think that's especially funny because Gretchen, I know you and I are not huge meditation people. <laughs> no, we're not. No. I, so I was like, I, I like that he was saying, yeah, well, you know, there's still the nap to be gained. Yeah. yeah. Naps are great. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Now, Gretchen, a lot of people fantasize about being famous. From what you've gleaned how does fame help or hurt our chances of living a happy life based on your research, based on everyone you've talked with, based on all you've read? You know, that is a really profound question. And it's so interesting because like a human desire is for status. And that's why people want to be famous because they want that status. They want, you know, every, every head to turn. They want people to be excited to meet them. But then, of course, and you see this over and over, is like then it gets out of control, and you can't and you can't go to the grocery store, um, and you can't live an, or, an ordinary life. And so, you know, you'll often hear celebrities saying like, "I feel, I, you know, oh, I know, poor me." And yet, like I remember speaking of celebrity memoirs, I was reading um, a memoir by Rob Lowe, who's actually a very interesting writer, and he was oh, describing. I love his memoirs. Yeah. So he's describing very lovingly, like how his wife was coping with the fact that their child was going off to college was hilarious. And so then they're, they're dropping their, their son off at college and, you know, for his freshman year and they're moving him in and everything. They're walking down the street and there's this bar and um, his, his son is like, sees that there's other like uh, freshmen in there and he goes, Hey dad, let's go in there. And he said, Oh honey, I can't go in there. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, well, Rob Lowe can't go into that bar. He would cause like a stampede. You know, he can't do what other people could do. And you felt in that moment that he felt that pain. And so I, I think, but I think that fame is like many things. It's kind of an amplifier of human nature. And so if you're a solid person with good values and kind of know how to manage yourself and know what you need to like do your best work, then probably the fame is exciting and gives you a lot of opportunities and maybe isn't terribly destabilizing. But if you're a person who's on shaky ground or has a tendency to bad habits or impulse control, or maybe has friends that aren't good for you or advisors who are like whispering in your ear, all those people are attracted to that fame and those possibilities. And if you can't manage it, I mean, I think many people are crushed by it. So it's hard to make a generalization, but I think, you know, it's one of those things where, You know, if you're Reese Witherspoon and you're like, okay, like here I am Reese Witherspoon, what am I going to do with this? And like you figure out a million cool things. It's like, that's a rocket ship. That's exciting. But you feel like she was on pretty firm ground. And then there are other people who have every opportunity in the world. And then it's just, it's heartbreaking to see how they throw it away. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends. No, I feel like it being an amplifier makes sense. It's what, um... It's what Andy Cohen always says about yeah. the marriages of the Real Housewives, where he's like, the, the show is just a magnifying glass. It yes, just like yes. amplifies the things yes. that are either good or going wrong yes. and like brings them out bigger. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
I always have to bring up housewives. Sorry. Oh, you know, my sister Elizabeth <laughs> is the huge. You have to be housewife. used she's, to it at this point. She's reading a book right now that you should maybe check out. It's called like The Real Housewives, like the real story behind the Real Housewives. It's, the, it's uh, I think it's what is it? Brian Moylan's new yes, book? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's reading it right now. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, <laughs> Andy Cohen, she's seen him live, live with uh, Anderson Cooper or whatever. Oh, and, yeah. 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 Wow. AC squared. Yeah, that's right. They yeah. did a tour. <laughs> no. Well, I we know too ready. many things about this. <laughs> yes. You and Elizabeth, that you could go deep, 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 deep. Gretchen, do you think that there is like a certain level of fame that is correlated more or less with happiness? Like, you know, is an Instagram influencer with 100,000 followers more likely to be happier or like less happy than, say, you know, your top paid actor? Hmm. Well, this also touches on the uh, the influence of money on happiness. So fame affects mm. happiness and money affects happiness. And again, there's like no one right answer because it depends. It depends on what you do with your money and how much money you need. Because like, you know, you read about influencers where like all of a sudden they're able to support their families and like take vacations and put money away for college. And to them, it's like so exciting, so freeing. And so that kind of having that level of prominence is like a gift to them. And then you see people who are destroyed by it. So again, I think it's kind of like, well, what are you going to do with it? And, and, you know, it's like, it's a good servant and a bad master. And so if you're like, you know, how do I harness this? How do I let it, you know, help me achieve my larger aims for myself? It can be great. What you do see sometimes is when people are chasing that, the need, the the insatiable need to create content and to create engagement mm. can lead people to do things that are very destructive. And so that's where, how that can sort of kind of start out well and then seems to spiral out of control as people just like get caught in that, that uh, hamster wheel of more, 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 more. And then, you know, and then to be like an actor, that's a punishing career. I mean, even if you're at the top of your game at any one time, you can always fall out of fashion. You're getting older. You can screw up. I mean, you, you can be wrong for all the all the parts and just kind of miss your moment. I mean, it's the it's tough. It's tough. You're like, would it just be easier to like have a normal life? You know, maybe it's 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 hard to it's hard to weigh those things. Yeah. I, re- I remember reading more than once in celebrity – I'm like your sister. I like celebrity memoirs. I remember yeah. reading from more than one celebrity saying, I really loved the early days before I was a household name. Mm-hmm. But when I was getting those first jobs, when I knew I could pay off my credit cards, when I felt yeah. like the world was full of possibilities and I could still go to the grocery store. But right. then, yeah, turning the corner, a lot of them are like – uh, when when a million people knew who I was, it was one thing. When a right. hundred million people knew who I was, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's hard to manage that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna take one more quick break, but when we come back, we have one last question for the great Gretchen Rubin. Stay with us. Some people like to deep clean every Saturday morning. I prefer to spend a few minutes every day keeping things fresh with Lysol. Lysol's toilet bowl cleaner disinfects both the toilet brush and bowl for two-in-one disinfection, killing 99.9% of viruses and bacteria. (sighs) Don't just clean. Lysol clean. This is a big year. 
the Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Right, we are back, and we have one last burning question for Gretchen Rubin, and that is, is there a famous person that you have yet to meet who you would like to talk to about happiness and life? Oh, yes, there is. Well, there's many, but there's one in particular, and Kristen, I know you were right there with me. Dolly Parton. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm so because, glad you said Dolly. Yes. Because yes, yes. the thing about Dolly Parton is she seems like a truly good person. Yeah. She seems like she, first of all, she seems very virtuous. Mm-hmm. And second of all, she seems like utterly in command of herself, her voice, her career. I'm like, I want to study her. I would <laughs> love to interview her. I think she's very careful about what she reveals. I think she mm-hmm. seems like much more like she's letting it all hang out than she actually is. I think she's very, very wise about what she reveals. She said something, um, because I know you love uh, like, like advice from celebrities. And I thought this was, this was a fascinating thing she said in an interview. She said, I've always been a dreamer. And yes, I've always tried. And dreams are special things. But dreams are of no value if they're not equipped with wings and feet and hands and all that. If you're not going to make a dream come true, you've got to work. Oh, if you're going to make a dream come true, you've got to work with it. You can't just sit around. That's not a wish. That's a wish, not a dream. Yes. 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 So, yes, the difference between a wish and a dream. But so anyway, I just, I feel like she's so admirable in so many ways. She's had such a, you know, decades long career in the spotlight. And I mean, back to your questions about fame. I mean, she's been insanely famous since she before like in her 20s i mean as a teenager she was mm-hmm. performing you know at the grand old opry and and she's born it all so beautifully and and managed uh, you know gotten through it and um you know and and she does so much to support her home state of tennessee and mm-hmm. anyway i think she's just i i i can't learn enough about dolly barton yeah Jolent and I are totally on board with that. And oh, Jolent, are you a Dolly Parton fan? I didn't oh, know huge that. Fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, huge good. Fan. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fan we club. all love Dolly Parton here. All of us do. And the thing you said about her carefully curated image, I always think that's fascinating because I think at this point, over the last twenty or thirty years, it's been very carefully curated. But you look at some of the interviews she did, especially um, in the early '80s when she was starting to have more uh, Hollywood success and, you mm-hmm. know, going beyond mm-hmm. music. And those early interviews, like with Barbara Walters, you yes. really see the different kind of vulnerability she's showing, the different kind of image that she's upholding. And I think a lot of people during that era were like, 
oh, she's not just personality plus. There's actually, you know, workings in her brain and there's actually like pain in her heart and there's all this stuff. And she showed a little bit more of it during yes. that era. And then after that, she, you know, she she kind of buttoned up more and was more careful about what she revealed or didn't reveal. But I love those interviews from those early days also yes. of, you know, um, her saying, yeah, sometimes it does hurt when people make fun of me. And there's but I'm a, in on the joke, you know? <laughs> yes. No. And there's an amazing interview. I'm sure we're thinking the same one. It was, I think she was 30 years old. It was a Barbara Walters interview. And there she is with her big hair and a, like mm-hmm. an aqua rose in her hair and, and everything. And she's talking about exactly what you're saying. But then there's what I think one of the great lost opportunities for a follow-up. So Barbara Walters is basically saying like, wow, you seem like such a joke, but I'm sitting here with you and like, you're pretty cool or, you know, in her own Barbara Walters way. <laughs> and she says something like, People would think that we're very different, but I think that we have a lot in common. And very kind of softly and almost offhandedly, Dolly Parton said, well, I think I, I probably think I have more in common with you than you think you have in common with yes. me. And I was like, humility is to see what Dolly, don't dismiss her. You've fallen into the trap of letting her be this, this you know, present herself in this kind of very lighthearted way. And you're missing seeing like how you really, these two wit- iconic, groundbreaking women probably had so much in common, much more than Barbara Walters realized. Totally. Dolly Parton realized it, but yes. Barbara Walters did not realize it. And I was like, and that's why Dolly Parton is Dolly Parton. It's because she didn't have to get angry about it or like get up in her face about it. She was just like, huh, I think I probably see this more clearly. And yes. I thought, I was like, oh, I just wish Barbara Walters had stopped and said, that's interesting, Dolly Parton. Tell yes. me why you said that. Yes. Mm. I'm getting all the feels. So cool. I know. <laughs> Go back and watch that interview. It's so fascinating. That's it's such so a time cool. capsule. Yes. It's so, 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 so good. Uh, Gretchen, we could talk with you all day, but, but we can't <laughs> we because we our can. podcast is not a 12-hour show. So That's unfortunately, right. we because can't keep structure. <laughs> structure. We found freedom, structure. but that freedom is ending. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but Gretchen, thank you so much for being on the show. Can you remind our listeners of how they can find you, where they can find you? Yes. Um, I have a podcast, as you mentioned, with my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, the Real Housewives uh, fan. Um, and that is called Happier with Gretchen Rubin, a weekly podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then I'm also on social media. My handle is Gretchen Rubin. And I love to hear from questions and observations and insights from people. So hit me up. I have a website, GretchenRubin.com. And that's like a great place if you want to like learn more about my books. And I have a lot of free resources and I post there all the time and do interviews and and um, I have a I have a weekly newsletter. It's a free newsletter. If people like, it's called Five Things Making Me Happier. So if you want uh, to get things to make you happier, that's uh, my, my more than a million people subscribe. So that's a really fun structure to work with them too. <laughs> well, Gretchen, <laughs> thank you so much again for being on the show. It has been such a delight. Oh, I love talking to you guys. Thanks so much for having me back. And that is it for this bonus episode of By the Book. Huge, huge thank you to our production team at Stitcher. Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, Daisy Rosario, and Andy Christens. Also, big thank you to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and the Rizzos, who perform that theme song. 
please stay in touch. Send us any questions or suggestions of future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristinandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at jolentag, at Kristen Meinzer, or at ByTheBookPod. And if you have not yet done so already, please join our Facebook community. It is so much fun. There are always great conversations happening there. It's facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod. And, uh, you know, if you haven't done this already, take a second, look down at your phone, and uh, why not rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or the Stitcher app or wherever you are listening, you know, just hit those five little stars. And uh, while you're praising the show, you might as well just tell a friend about the show in person, too, you know, or any celebrities that you know about the show. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I am Jolanta Greenberg. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Stitcher. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.